Welcome back to the Onside Podcast. I'm John, aka Kermit the Frog with two samurai swords smoking a blunt. Is that Kermit the Frog with two samurai swords smoking a blunt? It is Saturday, February 6th, so welcome to the weekend. Hopefully your week was absolutely wonderful, absolutely splendid. Hopefully you got everything you wanted to get done this week finished. And now you can just sit back and enjoy the weekend. Watch the Super Bowl, maybe. Watch Super Bowl commercials. Watch the weekend perform at the Super Bowl. Uh, do people even watch halftime show anymore? people even care about the halftime show anymore? Like, uh, it's not as entertaining as it used to be. But the commercials, the commercials this year, they better be heaters. They better be heaters. Because last year were kind of weak. So I expect heat this year. Anyways, we are doing Tales from Rehab Part 3 to follow up our wonderful rehab episode from yesterday talking about my last day and my time in rehab with more of the serious side of rehab. So to follow up a serious episode about rehab, you have to have a fun episode about rehab. So we go back to Tales from Rehab. And as always, I only have one story in my pocket and we'll just see where it goes from there. <laughs> so the one story I have is actually like my best memory from rehab, my happiest memory from rehab. Actually, it was like my happiest memory the last two years. <laughs> it was great. So like uh, at the rehab center, we had like different types of therapy. Like we had art therapy, we had music therapy. Although we like, think they stopped doing music therapy because like, I only had it one time. It was like the first week there. And, like, I never got it again. I stopped seeing people do it. But, like, they had music therapy. Uh, but the best one, the best type of therapy, was horse therapy. And it was a Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, like, a couple people, like, ten, about ten people, could fit into the van. And he'd go down the street, like, a quick little ten-minute drive down the street to this, like, farm. Uh, like, a horse farm or a horse ranch, I guess. It was a ranch. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It was a ranch. They had horses. Hello Horses, it was run by this, like, super sweet old lady, and, like, uh, my first time going there, uh, she was giving me, like, the horse rundown, I guess you could say, because, like, at this point in my life, I had never been, uh, not never been, like, touching distance of a horse before, <laughs> you know what I mean, because, like, horses kind of scare me, at least they did scare me, because, like, that's so much raw power in an animal, and, like, a horse, a horse just, like, kicks you, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. A horse could rearrange me with the flick of a with the flick of a foot. That's it. Like that, that that's that's so much power to be possessed by one animal. Like that's kind of creepy, kind of scary. Uh, but, but she was giving me the rundown, explaining how like horses are really, really, really smart creatures, and they can like you know they can they can sense your emotions in a way type deal. Like they sense your vibe. Essentially, what she was saying, like they can really, like they're really in tune with that type of stuff, and so like they can help emotionally if like you like are dealing with emotions or whatever, they can sense it and feel whatever that whole that whole spiel that she was giving me about fucking horses. Uh, but like that time, uh, I was the only person in my group that I went that day. That was my first time there, so while she was giving me that whole talk. Everyone else was going to their horse that they have already like maybe been fucking with for a while now because they come so freaking often so i had last pick of horses which was perfectly fine because i didn't want to get like a big horse because like you know a bit, like the bigger the horse the more likely they are to like 
you know, destroy my rib cage. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and so like, I'm walking through the stalls. I'm eyeballing a couple different horses. You know, trying to see if I connect with one, if I feel something for any one of them. Not, nothing was hitting for me. Like none of them were hitting for me. But then I come to this one horse, and like she's she's a pretty decent sized horse. I honestly like all horses low key kind of like the same size to me, like height wise. I mean obviously. They are differently, differently built, I guess you could say. Because some of them are, like, mad muscular. And other ones are, like, muscular, but not, like, bodybuilder muscular. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways, I see this horse, and, like, I, I felt it. I felt something was there between us. I could, I could feel it for real. And she was, she was like, and she was a good-looking horse, too. Uh, they had, like, nice brown, orangish hair. Of course, her name was Ginger, because she had, like, ginger hair, you know? So, like, it was a... It was a match made in heaven for us. It was, for real. So I go into the stall. I'm trying to, like, rope her up. Because I had to, like, you have to, like, rope him up so you can lead him out of the barn and whatnot. And I was just talking to her like a normal human. Because that's how I talk to all animals, like, including my dog. Like, I just talk to them like normal humans. Like, I try to have, like, a normal conversation. Because I don't know. Like, it just makes me feel more comfortable. I, like, I treat, I treat animals like I would treat any other human. I wouldn't go to a human and be like, oh, how you doing? How you doing? Nah. You go to him like, hey, how you doing? What's good? How your day been? You know what I'm saying? So I treat animals with that, that same type of respect. So I come up to Ginger. You know, we chit-chat. I'm like, hey, how you been? How you treating you out here? The weather's nice outside. You know, it's my first time. So go easy on me. I'm a horse virgin. Take it easy. You know, like, we, we, I was just talking to her. Butting her up. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were connecting. We, I, I could feel her connecting with me. She enjoyed the conversation. You know? Like, we, we were just chit-chatting. You know, a little small talk here and there, shooting the shit type stuff. And so I rope her up, take her outside the barn, and we had to, like, tie him up on a post. And uh, we were grooming him, like, brushing him and whatnot. And uh, it's like I'm brushing her the entire time, still talking to her. And at this point, like, I was really opening up to this horse. Like, I was telling her about my family, telling her about, like, back home, telling her about rehab and all that stuff. Like, I was just really pouring my soul out to this horse. And because the thing is, like, I wouldn't do that with another human because humans are, like, judgmental creatures and they think he, a human will say like oh yeah i'm not gonna judge you but like we tell a human like you know something that's like you know deep or important like maybe something you're embarrassed about or whatever like a secret you have like sure they may not like openly judge you but you know them knowing that about you no matter what will like affect the way they see you but with an animal doesn't happen an animal they just they just listen to you and they speak back with their eyes but they don't actually like they don't judge you. They don't think you're a bad person for the stuff that you did. They just, you're just another person. You're just a human. Like, it's great. And so, like, after that, we were doing this thing called uh, Lunge at Liberty, right? And so, what that is, is, like, so there's this fenced-in ring, and you stand in the middle of the ring, and the horse will be at, like, the edge of the ring, the outside. Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> but essentially, it's like, you have the stick in your hand and you're making like a cone in front of you because we send out energy you know what i mean i this, this is gonna sound this is so hard to explain <laughs> but because so we send out energy from like our bodies right and horses can sense that like they feel it like that's like the that's like the special part the special things about horses and so if you direct your energy like, like you put your hands out like a little cone in front of your body you're directing your energy in that direction and they give you a stick to like make your arms essentially longer so you can really focus your energy in that direction. And you gotta like focus it behind the horse 
and you slowly move it towards the horse and the horse will run around the circle. So essentially like you're using your energy to push the horse and direct the horse around the circle. Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> so like everyone else went before me because I wanted to go last because like, you know, it's, it's a horse without a rope hanging out with you in a, in a circle. That's kind of, kind of bold, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, like actually everyone's going in, they go in, got their horse in there. They get the stick, they're doing the little coney thing, trying to make it move. Everyone's having, you know, various levels of success. Uh, so then I go. So you got Ginger in there, and I walk in there. And, like, I didn't even have to, I didn't even lift up my arms. Like, the second I walked into the ring, she started going in the circle. And I was like, okay. Okay, so we, we're working with this, we're working with this. And, like, the ranch lady, she was gassing me up like crazy. <laughs> She was like, wow, she must really feel your energy. You must have a lot of energy. She was really gassing me up, so I was feeling myself. <laughs> so then she told me, like, put my arm up, like, directly towards the front of Ginger, like, directions where she's going to make her stop. So I do it. She stops. And then I start pushing in the other direction. She was going in the other direction. Like, we were just so in sync. See, people thought I was crazy talking to the horse. But nah, the horse was listening. She felt me. We were, we were, we were connected. <laughs> and so like, uh, we, I go around a couple of times or whatever. And the ranch lady was like, you guys seem like you have like a really good connection. So you got, you should do like this little like head touching thing. Essentially it's like, she wanted me to get down on one knee in the middle of the circle, put my head down. And so like, and like if the horse is like fucking with me, the horse will like run up to me, stop. And put his head down towards my head. Like, that's that's like the horse form connecting, I guess. I was not for that shit. I did not want a horse fucking running at me when I'm on my knees. <laughs> but I did it. Did it anyway. And then, yeah, Ginger walked up. We touched heads. And it's like, hey, we're married now, I guess. <laughs> but that was, that was by far, like, the greatest memory I had like the last five years of connecting with the horse like that <laughs> and like, every time I went back to horse therapy I always got ginger and we would always chit chat I tell her about my week how my week was going I asked about her week make sure she's eating well make sure she's like, feeding her well like we, we were really we were really a couple like that it was great I love ginger hopefully she's doing well and and no one judged me for it either you know every, everyone respected my relationship with this horse except for my actual fucking girlfriend yeah so like the first time uh, I went to horse therapy with Brooke, like, I go to Ginger. I'm chit-chatting with Ginger. we having a good old conversation. Brooke out here trying to show out and stuff. Because, like, it was her first time out of the fucking facility or some shit like that. Trying to show out. And I was like, yo, leave me the fuck alone. Okay? I just want to be out here in peace, in nature, with my horse. And, like, we're going to be fine. Because I see you literally every fucking day. We, 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 we pretty much live in the exact same place. We are stuck together 24 hours out of the day. Give me this one and a half hour to just be by myself and just hang out in nature. And she was not having it. She, she all pissy at me and whatnot. When we got back to the facility, she's fucking flaming me and telling everyone that I chose a horse over her. And it's like, damn right, bitch, I did. Because me and this horse have a mental connection. Me and you can never have that mental connection because you have the IQ of like an eight-year-old. Like... <laughs> Oh, man, we were so fucking toxic. Jesus. <laughs>
Uh, man. Oh, shit, speaking about toxic. Yo, this is a crazy one. This is crazy. Probably going to be the last one because, like, this one might... Hopefully, I can tell a story quickly. Probably every time I tell a story, it goes for... A com we're going to go quick with it. All right. So, follow me here. Follow me here, right? So, when I was in rehab, right, uh, this new guy comes in, comes through. Uh, we'll call him Lance. And Lance was, like, a really cool, really cool kid. He was, like, what, 21, 22, max. He was, like, really quiet, super chill. Like, he was, he was really dope. And, like, he was kind of funny. He was really smart, deep thinker type. You know, cool dude. All right, so we got Lance. A couple days after Lance comes through, we got another kid comes through. We'll call him Evan. Evan was super young. Evan was, like, what, 18, I think? Evan was, like, a huge fucking drama queen. Like, he was honestly so annoying. And he was, he was like, obviously gay. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he told us that he was gay after, like, a couple of days or whatever. But, like, it wasn't a surprise when he told us. We are like, okay, like, we kind of fucking saw that coming. Also, he plugged his drugs. Like, we, we knew when he told us he plugged. Like, yeah, okay, this dude's fucking gay. For people I don't know, a plugging is that's taking drugs anally up your rectum. So, yeah, you know, we kind of pieced together that he was gay. <laughs> but then, like, out of left field, Lance and Evan end up a rehab couple. Like, we did not see that one coming. I did not see that one coming. Because, like, no one knew Lance was gay, like, at all. Because, like, like with Evan, it was obvious. Like, he was pretty flamboyant and whatnot. But, like, with Lance, you just did not see that at all. But they were a really cute couple. So, like, you know, you can respect that. They were super cute and they made sure they are happy. So, it was, all, it was all fine and dandy. All right, pause on them two, all right? You got Lance and Evan. Okay, so now there's two other people. This girl named Emily and this other guy, call him Kyle, because I can't remember anyone's names, honestly. <laughs> like, Kyle was, like, he was, like, your typical Kyle. That's why I chose the name Kyle for this guy, because, like, he's, like, your typical Kyle-type dude. And then Emily was, like, this skinny, super pale white girl who swore up and down she was black. <laughs> I, they, they were an interesting, an interesting couple. But, like, uh, they were together for a solid minute in rehab or whatever. And they started having problems. Like, whatever problems you can possibly have when you're in a relationship in rehab. They were having those problems. And so, like, Emily was good friends with Brooke and her friends and whatnot. I fucking hated Emily. Honestly, she was so fucking annoying. But, like, they were good, all good friends. And then, like, Kyle, he was, like, like, technically, he was friends with Evan, in the end, like, he was, because Kyle's like, trying to be, like, one of those cool dudes or whatever. But after, like, him and Emily were having problems, while Emily was talking to Brooke about their relationship problems, Kyle was talking to Evan about their relationship problems. And then, you know, he tried to deny it for a really long time. But eventually it came out that, yeah, he was also gay. And then they had, like, a three-way relationship. It was, like, Lance... Evan and Kyle. It was so strange. <laughs> okay, but, but, but follow me here. This is where all the plot twists start happening, all right? Okay, so Lance gets out before Evan and Kyle do, right? And Lance is from Colorado. And so he decided that he was going to stay in Florida and wait for Evan to get out. And then they would move to Colorado, back to Colorado together. Which, first of all, is kind of just like... Strange that she would just, like, move to a completely different state with a person that you just met, like, in rehab, only for a couple of weeks. But whatever, hey, everyone makes their own decision. Shit, I kind of did the exact same thing, in a way. But yes, that was the plan. So, Lance gets out, Evan and Kyle still in. So, with while Lance was gone, though, like, Evan and Kyle become, like, real, real close, close, buddy, buddy type stuff, right? And so, when Evan got out, uh, 
he was like, yeah, we're going to wait for Kyle, and then all three of us will go to Colorado in our three-way relationship or whatever. And so uh, when Kyle got out, Kyle got out, like, after I had already gotten out. But, like, you keep up with a lot of your friends from rehab after you get out, at least for a little bit. Because, you know, a lot of times when people relapse and they just got out of rehab, it, that is, like, their last time and they do end up dying because they end up doing more. They do, they do what they usually do. And their bodies can't take that anymore because they've been sober for so long. So you do keep up with your friend for a good amount of time when you get out of rehab. And so uh, I was keeping up with Lance and all, and all that good jazz. And so Kyle gets out and all three of them go to Colorado. All right. And then they live happily ever after. Or so we thought. So like fast forward well, about a week and a half, maybe max after we get word that they moved to Colorado. And uh, hanging out with Brooke and some of our other friends. This is we had already gotten out as well. So like we're on the we're on the outside of the pen, and uh, we're all hanging out. And Brooke gets a FaceTime from Evan, and uh, he's in the hospital. And sort of like, okay, what happened? And uh, man, shit was crazy. So essentially, what had happened was when they got to Colorado after a couple of days, Kyle felt very left out from the relationship that they were having. So he just left. But you see, Kyle was from Florida. And now he's in Colorado. So he doesn't know anybody or have anywhere to stay. So he just literally just walks out and starts walking out into nowhere. And then uh, a couple days after that, uh, Lance... uh, Yeah, so Lance and Evan took a really, really big fight because Lance had relapsed and Lance did meth. So Lance had relapsed and he had been doing meth for a while. But not only had he been doing meth for like that week or whatever, he had been doing it. He, He would get it. And he would go out and do it with Kyle. And Kyle was just like living on the lamb, bro. He was just like living in the woods. Like, <laughs> it was so crazy. So, like, so, so Evan and Lance get into a fight about it. And then Lance tried to kill Evan. Like literally tried to murder him. And so they had to call 911. He had to go to the hospital. Lance got arrested. And I was like, okay, but what happened to Kyle? Kyle also got arrested. Not because of that situation. But because they found him butt-ass naked. In the middle of a parking lot, high off of meth. <laughs> and it was like, that is the craziest, craziest end to that. Like, that's not how I thought it was going to end. Like, I knew it wasn't going to work anyway, because, like, a three relationship almost never works. It was with three dudes. Like, you know, dudes dudes get selfish, and everyone wants to keep everyone for themselves. So it wasn't going to work out, but, like, did not see that coming. <laughs> and even funnier, so Lance and Kyle ended up in the same exact prison. <laughs> Oh, man, that was wild. But we're going to wrap it up there for this one. If you enjoyed this episode, you enjoy this podcast, give it a like, give it a share, give it a rating. Do all that good stuff to let me know that you enjoyed this podcast. Something really cool. So, like, when I look at my stats, like the podcast, wherever I can see what platforms it gets streamed on, right? And so, usually, the pie chart is only two, like, blocks. It's, like, a couple big percentage are overcast, and the other than the the rest of it, like 60%, just says other. I never knew what the other was. I was like, okay, maybe that's like the culmination of all the other platforms that it's being streamed on. But then yesterday, I went to go to the breakdown because there was a new pie piece in there. And Apple Podcasts had all of a sudden broken in there with a couple percentages. I was like, damn, that's super cool now. People are listening on Apple Podcasts. Listening on Apple Podcasts, appreciate that. I really do appreciate that. Give a like of a rating. Let people know. So it can continue being shared around. Of course, if you want to contact me on social media, it is at Guy 
without a hat on Instagram and Twitter. But besides that, that is all I have for you today. Of course, same time, same place tomorrow, 8 a.m. I will be here. Hopefully you will be here as well. What story am I going to tell tomorrow? I don't know because I have not planned that far ahead. We're going to figure it out tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Either way, hopefully you have an absolutely wonderful day. I will see you tomorrow. Have a good one.